My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. But when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Jesus Christ. We know this parable as the parable of the sower. It probably should be the parable of the sloppy sower. Because whoever this sower is, he or she is not very careful with a precious thing. Seeds did not come easy. They don't come easy now. They certainly did not come easy at the time of Jesus. It was hard work to get enough seed to plant at all. And so you had to be very careful with your seed. You don't throw it on the, on the road. You don't throw it in the thorn bushes. You don't throw it on the rocks. The seed only should be sown in soil where it has a chance to take root and grow. And so in this parable of the sloppy sower, the first surprise to the audience of Jesus and parables are always filled with surprises for the audience. Even though they are ordinary things that they do every day, they're parables because somehow or another they take the ordinary and they make it different. They make it extraordinary. They reveal something that you cannot see on the surface of things. And so this audience that's gathered on the side of the, of the sea, listening to Jesus from the boat, they're first going to notice that this sower is being very, very sloppy. And that somehow or another, Jesus is trying to make the point that the word of God is not contained into small spaces. The word of God is not something that is only available to certain people at certain times and in certain places. Jesus is telling us that the word of God, not the words of God, but the word of God, the love, the life, the mercy, the compassion, the goodness, the willingness of God to be with us in our lives is abundant and everywhere. And it's, in fact, it's so available, it's sloppy. It's so much everywhere that we hardly notice it. It's like the air that we breathe and we only notice it when we can't breathe anymore. The word of God is abundant and everywhere. 
as the first reading says, and we might get a taste of this today. It's like the rain and the snow that comes down from heaven. It washes everything it touches. It doesn't discriminate. It falls wherever it can, wherever it will. And it's falling everywhere. So this love of God that surrounds us is abundant. But somehow or another, throwing it around like that is still not always going to hit the mark. And so, yes, the word of God, which is always coming at us, will come at us when we are just far too busy with our lives, with our work, with our worries, our concerns, where we don't have time to let it penetrate because we have to get on to the next thing, where we don't have time to have it console us because we're too busy worrying and being anxious about things, where we don't have time to let God's love touch us and heal us because we don't have time to be healed. We have to keep going. And so as we walk down the roads, yes, the word of God is falling on us all the time and we're stepping all over it. And that's perfectly fine because there's plenty of it to go around. But yes, even in our busyness, even in the frantic hecticness of our lives, even in the pressure and tensions that we feel, the word of God is still falling on us, surrounding us. Not necessarily trying to penetrate because it knows better, but it's just there, always there. And yes, the word of God sometimes is going to fall where we are too stubborn to let it in, where we are angry where we are hurt. And so we have built deep, powerful defenses against anything penetrating to where it could hurt us. And so we have our defenses. We have this stance in us sometimes, in some places, for some parts of us, where we don't want anything to touch us. We are hidden. It's hidden from us ourselves. But certainly we don't want anyone else near it. and We don't want God near it. And yes, the word of God keeps falling on those rocky places, our stony hearts, our powerful defenses that won't let anything in and penetrate for fear that it will hurt us. And yes, the word of God falls on that rocky ground and doesn't penetrate. Even if it does make a little bit of a difference, we can't let it in deep enough. It's too threatening. And that's okay because there's plenty more of the word of God to go around. And yes, the word of God will fall among the thorns of our lives. Things that are just really hard. The ways in which we have experienced unfairness, injustice, not getting what we truly deserve because somebody else got it first. Somehow or another, the, the thorns of our lives that choke Goodness, the choke hope, the choke trust, the choke faith. Bad things happen to us. Unfortunate circumstances occur. Life deals us a raw deal. And when the word of God falls into those places, it just may be instinctive on our part not to let it in, but in fact to choke it. To choke it out of our anger choke it out of our frustration, 
to choke it out of sense of who needs this. But then there is the good soil. And here's the thing. There isn't every one of us the road that's too busy to hear the word of God, even though it's falling all over us. There isn't every one of us the rocky ground that's too stubborn to hear the word of God because it's too threatening. There isn't all every one of our lives the thorn bushes that can't receive the word of God for all kinds of reasons and so chokes it off before it can give us life. But the good news of the parable of the sloppy sower is that all it needs is a little bit of good soil. All the word of God needs for any one of us may be a tiny crack that allows it to penetrate beneath our busyness, our defenses, our resentments, and touch the depths of our hearts. The major difference between the good soil that bears fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold which is a lot, by the way, since you're not a farmer. I'm not a farmer, but that's a lot. An abundance. So the sloppy sower has been throwing seed around all over the place and should be rewarded with a small harvest or a small percentage of the harvest. But as Jesus tells the parable, there's the next surprise. If any of the seed lands on good soil, it's plenty. It's enough. It's an abundance. And so we might need to wonder where the good soil is in the midst of all the busyness, all the resentment, all the hurt of our lives. The difference between good soil and all these other soils is that it's wide open. It's not protected. Good soil needs not to be covered Good soil needs not only to be open to the rain and the sun and the seed so that the seed can penetrate, the rain can sink in, and the sun can bring forth life. It needs to not have any encumbrances to those things that are necessary for life. And so it needs to be open. And it needs to be turned over. It needs to be exposed. It needs to let what is deep on the inside come out to the outside and it needs to allow and good soil allows that which comes into it to penetrate it it's not pushed out sometimes our good soil might be because we choose to open ourselves up and receive i think more often than not our good soil appears when we don't have a choice when somehow or another, our defenses will not work. Our busyness is stopped. And our resentments have to give way to some kind of healing. When we are powerless, when we are exposed, when we are able to receive because we have no other choice because we can't give anymore because we're exhausted because we're ill 
because there's just nothing else we can do. And maybe it's then that the word of God has the chance to get into us, sink in, receive the rain, receive the sunshine. And from places in our lives that we might have, we might have hidden most deeply. When they are open and turned over and they can be penetrated by God's word and God's love. It does great things. It does bring healing. It does bring hope. It does bring faith. We can wait until our soil is turned over against our will. We can wait until we are exposed and we have nowhere to hide. We can wait until we are powerless and can't do anything else for ourselves. The word of God will find us. Or we just might be able to stop. To pause. To notice what's keeping us from really receiving what is being given to us. To notice how when we do receive something, we might choke it before it has a chance to bring life. We just might allow ourselves to be good soil, even when we don't have to be good soil. We open ourselves and let God's word come in. God's love come in. Let God send the rain and the snow upon it and the sunshine upon it. And without our doing anything at all, watching the word of God bring within us a harvest of faith, a harvest of hope, and a harvest of love.